starring Sydney Sweeney. Sorry, Sydney Sweeney, Josh Hamilton. And this is the story of the arrest of a reality winner, which I'm not making it up. That is her real name. That's the person's yeah. real name who was a former uh, Air Force veteran who was working as a translator in Augusta, Georgia, when she smuggled documents that were, that were vital to exposing the uh, Russian hack and a lot of uh, their attempts at interfering in the 2016 election and because of that the way that uh <clears throat> the way she went about it she ended up being charged with uh under the espionage act of leaking classified information and she served five years of a plea deal and she is out now on a halfway in a, a work release program i believe and something interesting about this is that all of the dialogue in this movie is taken from the FBI's recordings of uh, the arrest. Oh, and wow. this movie does a great job of bringing you into that situation with this uh, very claustrophobic setting of these two FBI agents and them trying and them uh, making conversation, making this feel very procedural, but kind of just how we've been trained to view the police and the FBI, especially with uh, recent information about them and how they've carried about their business. Everything they do kind of takes a more sinister undertone. It's like they're trying to get her to slip up and incriminate herself. And some facts about the case is like, they didn't even read her, her Miranda rights when they brought her in, which, you know, Perfect. is a big no, no, Yeah, <laughs> you know, is a good case to get charges dropped. But this entire thing was a whole debacle as far as uh, the intelligence community goes. It was like, uh, uh, jo uh, Hunter, were you able to see this? Dusk, have you watched it? I have. All right. Uh, uh, I, have, some of your I have. Uh, on. It, uh, one thing I will say is for a bottleneck movie like this, I think this is a classic bottleneck movie. Mm -hmm. It is also based on the, uh, the play that was made about it mm -hmm. as well. I think, is this room? It's like, is this room or something based on one of the lines in the transcript? Is, mm -hmm. is this room all right? Where they mm -hmm. basically spend that bottleneck in a stage play format because that's basically how it happened in real life. They were mm -hmm. in that part of her house, which was mostly vacant. And they had that conversation while the recorder's on. You're hearing all this dialogue. And as someone who's, uh, I actually have some experience with mm -hmm. um, governmental and other, uh, working with people in government and knowing people who work in government and other forms of law enforcement. This is probably one of the better uh, showing of mm -hmm. the intangible awkwardness from <laughs> both ends mm -hmm. where you want to be friendly as the person trying to get information, mm -hmm. but there's an immediate cloud that just never leaves because mm -hmm. they're watching mm -hmm. you and they can't, and everything's kind of friendly and everyone's mm -hmm. trying to be cordial and respectful. We can't go too far. We can't press against your rights as a person. But and there's they keep repeating this a lot of times in this movie. We do have a warrant. We do have a warrant. Do you want to mm -hmm. see this warrant? Do you want to see us? We're, we're happy to show you the warrant. And she's like, no, no, I, I understand. I'm just trying to cooperate. And they mm -hmm. repeatedly keep telling her, if you need to see this warrant, we'll let you see it any time. Eventually she does. Is this kind of see it? He's like, here, absolutely. Here you go. And uh, she even looks through it and uh, double checks with it. 
uh, to quote with uh, you, they actually don't have to say their Miranda rights. Oh, really? No, that's law enforcement, and it's actually the moment uh, you are arrested for something. That's a misnomer. We don't. They do not have to read it. Uh, their mm -hmm. Miranda rights because, well, they have to do it under very specific circumstance. Mm -hmm. uh, but they do not actually have to fill out the complete Miranda rights. Anything you say against you in the court of law, usually they skip to that point. Mm -hmm. But everything is a courtesy. If you hear someone saying the Miranda rights, they're being courteous with you. If they yeah. don't, they presume you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you either comply or you're being quiet. But most of them read it just to cover themselves. Mm -hmm. But they actually legally don't have to. They followed mostly everything by the book in this situation. Okay. They approached on the outside. They said, "Hey, um, we have a warrant for your car, and it's like we and uh, but we is it in your person." They asked if she had any weaponry, firearms. They just mm -hmm. everything is very procedure, and you can just feel uh, going back and forth. They even show the actual transcript mm -hmm. of the actual lines and some of the early audio. And as a bottleneck movie, because you have really only three main characters in mm -hmm. this because it's such a these are yeah. so hard mo uh, movies and plays to do because they rely so heavily on the actors the entire yeah. situation is built on it and i think yeah. everyone did a bang out job yeah and yeah besides uh sydney sweeney who we've mentioned before we have a uh, josh hamilton who plays a uh, agent garrick who is one of the arresting uh, uh special agents as well as a uh, marchant davis who they are both all three of them are absolutely phenomenal. And it's nice to see Sydney Sweeney actually get to stretch her acting chops when mm -hmm. Sam Levinson isn't just writing her take her top off. Yeah. She does have a nice top though. Undeniable. <laughs> but still, it's nice. It's still, it's nice that when there is some actual talent there as well. Sure. And because this is such a hard uh this is such a hard play to do because it is relying entirely on you in often very, very uncomfortable claustrophobic close-up because it mostly, most of the film is shot in a shot reverse shot between her and the FBI agents. And it's like that's classic filmmaking tools of showing opposing viewpoints and showing the tension in this, uh, in this in essentially interrogation between the all three characters. And it's really, it, it's really just fantastic uh, character work as actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what I most appreciated was uh, not only how much they focused on the dialogue of the actual mm. transcripts, but they were able to do something, I think, which is really hard, which is put a picture to the transcript that you're seeing on paper, mm. trying to put it in the situation and, and where you it becomes, oh, well, this is just what's happening in real time. And that's that looks way easier than it has any right to do or to be. And I think that's where it's strongest suit is making it feel as if this, you're actually just seeing how it actually went down, not only from the casting, because she really does look like uh, the re reality winner in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think what also, while I, uh, this movie, I think I appreciated a bit is this movie didn't try to damn the FBI for mm -hmm. doing their job. No, it, it didn't. It, they didn't damn any, and they didn't try to damn her either. They just mm -hmm. took it as it the situation was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because because like it or not, whether or not you uh, uh, agree with a uh, reality winner's actions, she did violate security protocols and was uh, prosecuted justly so. However, you can't really look at uh, the outcome of it because she did expose some really fucked up shit that uh, mm -hmm. 
Russia did in the uh, 2016 election. Yeah, there is a uh, there is a line much later in the uh, in the movie that I I really appreciate that she said in from the transcripts, which is, mm. "Why do I have this job if I'm just going to be helpless?" Mm -hmm. And I mm. think that really summarizes the the concept of this, where it's this, and. From the transcripts, you do get the feeling, or at least from the way it's acted mm -hmm. and shown, you do get the feeling that the FBI got uh, those two inner, while they're trying to pry and get her to mm -hmm. soup up and get this information, they do seem to have a genuine, like, oh, we're not here to, like, to try mm -hmm. and, like, hurt you. We're not here yeah, to do it, this. Yeah, it, the movie does a good job of trying to not vilify nor glorify either side of them. Yeah. It's just showing the situation as is. And I think that's a really difficult feat to pull off, especially from uh, Tina Satter, who is a director on this. And this is her uh, directorial debut. And she also wrote the wrote the play that this is based on. Yeah, I think that extra intimacy and the knowledge of her uh, not only stage play, in addition to that stage play, uh, mm -hmm. reality winner, although she was under house arrest at that time, she was they did talk to her a lot while making the stage play and she did uh did a lot of voice calls with them when yeah. and they asked her directly what did you do then how did you do this and she was very happy to just share her experience and what was going on in oh, addition wow. reality winner um mm -hmm. she is so far uh she has received the longest uh amount of jail time anyone has done for that crime mm -hmm. of this nature yeah, five which, years usually it's yeah. only like a year or two mm -hmm. for this type that was very extraneous for the yeah, amount that was very extraneous and you can't ignore that this was a under this was a an fbi and a prosecution that was done under president donald trump yeah who may or may not be indicted yeah. for the same crime yeah Correct. Which, oh the irony, <laughs> not, not, yeah. the irony in that shit is not lost on me um yeah. what's crazy too is that this is 10 year uh, this year is like the 10 year anniversary of uh, of uh, Snowden. Uh, Snowden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they even mentioned that, that in the movie too. Which he's a direct reference. Yeah, which yeah, I think that's people... a direct reference. Every single person who's ever worked in government or even in law enforcement, I know I've probably sat through a lot of the same briefings that a reality winner in life has. Yeah, yeah, but like I think I and I and I think this is where the whole kind of prisoner of the moment thing kind of takes mm -hmm. over, which is where I think perspective is really important because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've seen, I won't go on a whole Trump ramp outside of the fact mm -hmm. that I think he sucks, but we've seen a lot of things government wise that we just kind of raise an eyebrow and go, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. 2013, that Snowden shit, that shit was insane. Yeah. Like, like as someone yeah. who's like, who's reads a ton on things like this, that was mind blowing at the time, mm -hmm. and um, there's a very bad, there's a very bad Benedict Cumberbatch movie about it. But, was, um, uh, but <laughs> it was called, wasn't it called like Project Fifth Sentinel? Uh, no, uh, it was, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Fifth Estate is the Fifth Benedict Cumberbatch. Fifth Estate yeah. of it, but the actual project they were trying to get yeah, into was Project Sentinel. Correct. And yeah, yeah they violated basically every single right you could violate to do yeah. what they were going to do, and like literally for. Yeah, and and dusk is not being like hyperbolic. Basically, every single thing you could violate, they did. Like, because <laughs> Snowden's in Russia. He so? is in Russia under current um, amnesty and uh, sanctuary, and he's repeatedly asked presidents for a pardon that will probably, maybe in the next one, maybe. 
maybe, maybe next two. 20 years uh, from now, a general for uh, a Gerald Ford will come around and go, uh, Snowden, you can come back to America if you want. I pardon you. Yeah. I'll, After that's I'll long since, just like the people who uh, avoided the draft in the 60s, mm-hmm. in the 80s, he came in that's and good. said, I, I absolve your pardon. You guys are good. You can come back. And they're like, some of them did. Most of like, no, nah, I'm living in Canada now. I'm good. Yeah, that, that that's actually a very apt comparison. But yeah. uh, but it's but yeah, just like honestly, if you were, you know, if you're on the younger side, what have you, I would actually encourage you to go back and just um there's John Oliver did a great interview yes, he with did. him. Oh which if you've not looked that up, you should definitely seek that out. It's on his YouTube channel. It's an it's Yeah, he talks about his experiences interview. in Russia. He also talks about like what it was like at that point. Uh, whether you like her, what he did or didn't, you mm-hmm. have to give it to the to just the amount of uh, what was going on then, what kind of a pool it was under, what presence yeah. he was under, and the point in time and the shift it was coming. And he's like, I had a choice to make, mm-hmm. and he made his choice. And whether you like it or not, I think that did incredibly uh, change it. On slightly lighter side note. Guess what? What what was the day of or the day after was Snowden did his thing? Guess what happened mm. after? Mm. Was the Xbox One presentation? <laughs> oh, then we all do to you. Well, they had the oh, uh, Denuvo and the Connect, where we'll be watching you the entire time. Oh, that was, yeah. that was the day <laughs> that after. Right. So everyone had heard about the Snowden news. They're like, "Oh, we're not watching." And then four months, three months later, they discovered. The uh, CIA had colluded with Microsoft to try and use oh, that when that in Project Sentinel. Oh That's my so god! Wild. <laughs> yeah, because because the thing is, y'all, and not to get too far off the beaten path, but yeah. I mean, the government just released like six months ago. Like, there's a bunch of unidentified flying object files. We don't really know what to tell you, and just yeah. kind of released them like on a Monday. And I'm like, and I'm like. Um, why is everyone else freaking the fuck out about this? Like, as an avid Twilight Zone watcher, it's like, that's is a big deal. And people are like, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, but no. Like, <laughs> that. That's ultimately what I, I like about this movie is, is so much as this cra- uh, a lot of craziness this happens, this feels, I, I just appreciate how much they translate the awkwardness. Even, uh-huh. even all the stuttering that the character, especially one yeah. of the FBI agent, he's very like, <laughs> nervous but when he gets uh, like i think i love and i love the change too when, when the tone changes and they get a bite they go in hard and you feel that tonal change you feel that sound change and you get the camera gets very intimate and close yeah, you, yeah everything and credit to uh josh hamilton who is carrying most of the weight in those scenes he, who's this fantastic character actor who you've probably seen in stuff like the walking dead and yeah. uh, 13 reasons why and he really gets to stretch and just as the second his character gets a bite, it's like everything in his performance shifts. It's like his posture changes, the fucking uh, 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 enunciation with his dialogue, his cadence completely shifts. It's really fascinating stuff to watch. Yeah, it's that that's something that's the most interesting part of it is the mm-hmm. fact that you do see these different performances in uh, between the two agents. And you do get the feeling like they've either worked together somewhat or they don't work to each other at, as much, but they do have some experience. So they're awkwardly trying to approach do two different ways of kind of work with her, but they're both trying to be as cordial. I think that's what 
made me like it most is just how how uncomfortably realistic it is <laughs> when we deal with procedures. Mm-hmm. And just the, the also the the feeling with um with with Winner herself, where mm-hmm. you just you're in a government entity and you do see a lot of st- stuff that I don't know about you, Nick, but there's a lot of things that weren't oh, yeah. people aren't allowed to talk about. Oh and yeah. <laughs> you don't talk about and you don't mention, and there's this kind of like an unwritten rule of a I know that you know that mm-hmm. I know. And if I there are things that if I said it would be an issue. Yeah. It, so I like, feel I feel that uh, from a personal level, I feel that uh, that yeah. helplessness almost mm-hmm. that you until it goes into public. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's just a very, very like solid lesson, especially if you're in government work. Just, you know, just keep your head down. Yeah. At least something that I've abided by. Yeah, I, I think this from this movie, I think I appreciate it well as the um, mm-hmm. this is, I think, the part that really I liked is whenever a redacted mm-hmm. moment comes in, there's mm-hmm. that cut and using of cutting and editing. Oh, yeah. And it tra- even uses it in live action, which I thought was a very nice and very surprising moment. Yeah, it, it's all stuff that really helps to stand out among a lot of a lot of these like based on a true story movies, a lot of these uh, procedurals. Not just for how very frank and how matter of fact it is about it. It's also these creative choices that don't really come up in until like towards the third act of the movie when they get into more of the nitty gritty details of what it was yeah. she leaked in relation to what happened. Yeah. But um, to yeah. to give my final thoughts, I think yeah. this is a very fantastic bottle film uh, yeah. carried by the strength of these three actors, Sydney Sweeney turning in one of my favorite performances of the year so far and giving, getting to bounce off of a uh, great character actors like Josh Hamilton and really in awe of uh, uh, Tina Sutter's uh, uh, direction in this and how she is able to balance all three of these performances mm-hmm. and a lot of these uh, creative twists like how she does the redacted portions of this. Right. I yeah. I give this a very I give this a probably a low tune in. It did yeah. did kind of start to lose me a little bit in how uncomfortably awkward it was, but then mm. you know, it kind of sat better with me the longer the movie went on. And this is a very quick watch. It's only an hour and 23 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think but some of the best part of it is it's very it's just over uh just over that 60 minute mark, not too much over it. Just in that 60 to 80 minute, which I think is the that is the sweet spot that I think cinema has really been missing. I miss those 90 minute to 80 to 90 minute showings where you get in uh, get what you same. got and then you walk out. And I know the reason they did that was because V that was like the perfect length for VHS transfers, mm-hmm. yep. but there was also something about that symmetry of if you just cut it down to 80, 90 minutes, you can get it in and you say what you need to say before the fatigue and you get out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm with you too. The awkwardness did at first kind of being, I was fine with it. And then after about like 20 minutes, I was like, okay, come on, let's get to the, I'm kind of, let's get to it. But once you're in that room and it's not long until you're in that room, once you're in that room and the bottleneck really fully kicks in, it it really you really do feel strapped in and with them and you're you're like that fourth voice that fourth camera that fourth perspective mm-hmm. like a fly on the wall in the best cases and you're just listening in this conversation and uh, i think that's because of that i have to give this like a, a high tune in 
Mm. I almost gave it low peak, but I think there's just some small things here and there that mm -hmm. could be improved from perhaps. But if this is a debut uh, mm. for her, I am curious to see whatever she does in uh, keeping this smaller kind of uh, cast. I think she could do well mm -hmm. with another kind of this style or aspect. I'm intrigued to see where she kind of goes in that. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think this is a definitely a high tune in. This is a, a, a good shorter watch that uh, if you can get past the first, um, I want to say mid middling of May the, like 12. I think to it's like, like, maybe the first 10 to 12 yeah. minutes where it does kind of drag in the initial uh, kind of like awkwardness, uncomfortableness. Yeah. And that, that fits because it's, that's actually what it was in real life. But if you can get past that <laughs> for 10 and it starts getting in, you start to really get, just see a lot of the actors to really kind of start creeping in mm -hmm. their the aspects of who they are. And you start to understand a bit more of their character and just all the little things like the, um, I guess at one point they're trying to go through a phone, her phone that isn't mm -hmm. locked, but they don't know how to use her phone. Cause they're maybe not used to that type of phone. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I don't know how to do that. And she's like, Oh, I'm, I'll just reach. And they're like, well, well, no, 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 no. You can't touch your, <laughs> anything. You can't touch whatever. And it's that, that, the I think that's the, the most haunting aspect is, once you're kind of with that, um, once you're kind of in that situation, you basically are just trapped. They mm -hmm. in a very polite trap, but you're in a trap <laughs> until they decide you're okay. Like a, you're like um, the, you're staying here. It's like the nicest jigsaw trap you could ever think of. Basically, that's what it feels <laughs> at the very end. If you've ever been in a situation like that, or you've worked in that environment, like I kind of may have. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> That's the I've I've uh, can at least attest to the oh I've had to step into a situation where that's been in working without going into any details. Mm -hmm. So it's that wor it worked extra for me. So yeah, high high tune in for me. This feels oh. like this would be a really great double feature with uh, with Kimmy. Mm. Mm. I still have never seen Kimmy. Really? Oh, dude, you should watch. Yeah. Oh shit. That's no, you almost did. <laughs> no, no, that that's a uh, that's my bad. I was uh just prepping the uh, outro music for the show. That's me. That's my <laughs> beat, my guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, that's Soderberg and that's and Zoe Kravitz kills that shit. I mean, not surprising because Zoe Kravitz is amazing. Yeah, but, Kravitz. Um, but yeah, that this seems like this would be a really great double feature with that. I might do that yeah. tomorrow. Actually, that might be yeah. that might be my Saturday morning. Yeah, I need to watch that. And it's nice to see Sydney Sweeney actually get to be a character and be able to get to act and, you know, not just be a floating pair of tits that Sam Levinson sees her as. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, I'll compare in a sense to someone like Salma Hayek, who, I mean, mm -hmm. yes, gorgeous is, I mean, goddess, absolutely amazing. But you look at, like, I mean, fuck, she was just in Puss in Boots The Last Wish, and she's a <laughs> great voice actress, like, like, like with Banderas, like, let these let some of these actors actresses let them let them step out let them take a chance i mean look I, I think most of adam sandler's stuff comedy wise over the last decade has not been uh great to be nice mm -hmm. about it but mm -hmm. man hustle fucking rules and fucking uncut gems is amazing like mm -hmm. let let some of these people let them take a chance you never know mm -hmm. yep and a chance like we got with uh with reality